Welcome everyone. As was promised, we are now going to redo the revelation of St. John the Divine. So, much of what you see here is going to harmonize completely with Enoch, folks. And it's also, when I say it, the New Testament, is so many of the lines in the New Testament are quotes out of the Old Testament. So I go back to the insanity of all the teachers like Martin Luther that said, get rid of the Old Testament. How about that for destroying the Bible? Yeah, that's Martin Luther. But if you read the... Uh, New Testament, you'll see the apostles, it is written. You'll see Christ, it is written, it is written. Back when he went in the temple, he uh, read Isaiah, you know. And I'll tell you, Revelation is no different. No different, folks. In fact, what you have here is mostly all Old Testament. So it wasn't like, uh, how is John finding all this? This stuff comes out of the Old Testament. Now, there are some new things in here. But, like I said, all if you know the prophecies that are in the Old Testament, you'll, you'll note that Enoch, when we get to it, harmonizes with all that. Now, if you say, well, I don't know about that, Tom, about this Enoch thing. I've heard bad things about it. Well, just keep your mind open with it, okay? And and you should be questioning everything, and that's a good thing. And when I tell you that this is all Old Testament, minus some of the uh, pieces put together, I mean what I'm saying, and I'm going to show that to you here in these teachings. If, if you're not aware of that, uh, we are going to harmonize this with... Uh, not only the Old Testament, it's mostly Old Testament. But if there's something that harmonizes, of course, with the New Testament, we're not going to leave that out either. Or with Christ's words when he was in the flesh. No, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about all that as we, as we go through this. But the, 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 the um, fact is that uh, as we go through these churches, we're going to examine a little bit of the archaeology, enough to get the picture of where uh, Paul was sent here into these uh, different parts of Asia. And uh, you're going to see for yourself, folks, uh, that this is a compilation of all the Old Testament. And what it does so uniquely here is puts it all in order in a study that is just putting all the pieces from the Old Testament and the New now in a compact 22 chapter uh, book that is just lovely because it pulls all the pieces together for you and it answers some questions about the timing of everything and timing when it comes to prophecy is all important. So uh, that's the thing about this uh, 
beautiful study and it's not very long and it's easy to understand. Folks, I'm going to try to, with all my might, and the people at the table watching me here, to get this as simple so that you'll understand it completely. There is no reason that you shouldn't understand every word in the Revelation book. Okay? All right. So that being said, we're going to dive in here, and we're going to get things done. Uh, we're in chapter 1, of course, and uh, we're talking about these seven churches uh, in Asia, and they're signified by the seven golden candlesticks. See, that's out of the Old Testament. The coming of Christ, His glorious power and majesty, notes from the translators. So, when you go to Enoch, you're going to see these seven candlesticks. They are some powerful angels, very powerful. And we have them all named in Enoch, okay? Uh, and does do those angels pop up throughout the Bible? The answer is yes. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful harmonization. Now, let's dive in there with that. I'm telling you the plan here, and um, like I said, it's not complicated, it's easy to understand, and we're going to keep making it easy to understand so that you can go back and have your Bible study at home with your Bible study group or whatever, and you can help them along, folks. Okay, so hopefully this is going to help you. And if you old-timers that have been studying this, that, that know how easy it really is, it's always a joy to do it. I always look forward to doing Revelation. I never get tired of it after all these years. It is just a joy to read this book. One of the unique things is the blessing that's promised us and the curse at the end from God for taking words out of it. Okay, so anyway, here we go. Chapter 1, verse 1. It says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which came, which God gave unto him to shew unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass and be sent and signified and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John comma and it goes on who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things which he saw. Period. Now listen to this blessing. This is the only book in our 77 books of the Bible that promises you a blessing for reading and hearing. Okay? So here we go. I want my blessing. 
in 3 it says blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand okay and boy is it at hand today folks I mean every sign is just falling into place it is just it is just wonderful how these prophecies are being fulfilled so here you are you get the blessing and whatever kind of blessing you get it, it, it uh, doesn't specify ex which blessing or all the blessings that we'll get but it sure is um, a gift from God and notice here you keep those things which are written therein so we have it what on our shelf I know you have your Bible on your shelf there at home and also keeping it in your heart folks and the wisdom and understanding that it gives us and then three stops with this thing saying hey the times at hand so uh, and we're gonna see exactly how to know not the day or the hour no 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 where to know the season and then we're gonna be watching and that day will not take us unaware those are instructions from the Bible from Christ okay in 4 it says John to the seven churches in Asia grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne alright and when we get to Enoch we're going to know every name of those seven spirits okay and uh, also here I want to explain this for somebody that's new which is and that's Christ and he's been there since before the world was created it's quite, and he, so he was and he was there in the flesh and which is to come and that is his second coming when the sickle goes in and when we talk about the sickle where do we get that is it not from the Old Testament well sure it is of course it is the sickle it's harvest time the harvest of souls that is in 5 it says and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood okay so uh, in five there of course uh, that's a uh, pretty uh, plain and I wouldn't think that there's any commentary needed for the other than maybe the first begotten of the dead because where he hit the fence first and got the new flesh and we're gonna get that Christ like flesh also as a gift from God as being his chosen people and what else has he done for all all you saints out there 
in 6, and hath made us kings, capital K, and priests, capital P, unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So you see how this kingdom will last forever. And notice here how the Father and Son and the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost are all wrapped up here in the book of Revelation. All right, in seven, notice it's in seven now. God's sacred number. And here we have a description, like in Matthew 24:30, one of my favorite parts of Matthew. Seven, it says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen, and amen means it's finished. Notice here, he's going to be riding the white horse in the clouds, going around the firmament of the earth in a clockwise manner, Scripture teaches. And notice here, it's not going to be a secret, secret gathering here. Every eye is going to see him. Now I go back to the stupid Darby... Uh, blasphemy of the uh, sneak sneak in and get the church and all, all that in the 1850s uh, where that got started and never was it taught ever anywhere before uh, Darby the occultist the great uh, uh, secret society member um, started that stuff. Now you see right here in 7, we're talking about the uh, second coming, how every eye shall see him. And he will be on that white horse. Okay, now we get a quote here in 8. And this is Christ talking. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come the Almighty okay alright so he was there he created the world all, all all the people you and I were all written into his book of life before the world was created so there he, he created all things okay so in 9 it says I John who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ period and we know from the Gospels that he was prophesied not to die and to be martyred crucified like the rest of the uh, Apostles uh, that uh, he would live on and here we have his prison island Patmos uh, tradition says they tried to boil him in oil that's outside the scriptures 
they tried to kill him and it would not work and here uh, I know at least one old studier she doesn't study with us anymore but she got a tour around the island by boat if she was here I'd have her give you a description but that is the prison island where he got this prophecy Patmos Ten, it says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. So there's a similitude of that voice and the Lord's day would most likely be the, uh, the uh, last day of the week, correct? As written in the Law of Moses. 11 it says saying I am Alpha and Omega the first and the last and what thou seest write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia unto Ephesus and unto Smyrna and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatria, and unto Sardis, and Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Twelve. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks and folks they are throughout the whole Bible I mean it's all through the Old Testament looking at the throne of God that you have these seven candlesticks these seven spirits these seven good angels powerful angels and they pop up throughout the history they pop up here in the New Testament okay and they have different titles that are given, different descriptions of them, but they are big, powerful angels that do the will of God Almighty, the Holy Ghost. In 13, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle okay there's Christ a description of Christ how about this and we get this description quite a bit in the Old Testament 14 his head and his hairs were like were white like wool as white as snow and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Fifteen, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. And his voice as the sound of many waters. So how about that description? And that's pretty vivid. And uh, I guess we just kind of use our imagination a little, not to use it in a bad context. 
talking about meditating on these words that were given and getting a picture of it in your mind on this description of Christ and like I said it harmonizes with what's in all 77 books okay it just does alright now more of that uh, remember one thing stars are angels stars are angels folks uh, that's what the Bible teaches throughout the 77 books and it's going to be elaborated on when we harmonize all this with Enoch okay with that we're going to read 16 here and he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was as the sun capital S shineth in his strength period okay so there's that and notice the the sword of the Holy Ghost here the double-edged sword and that is talked about throughout Old and New Testament and in the book of Enoch and when I saw him I fell at his feet as dead and he laid his right hand upon me saying unto me fear not I am the first and the last period 18 I am he that liveth and was dead and behold I am alive forevermore amen and have the keys of hell and of death okay so why the right hand folks well and on judgment day the good guys and gals are going to go on the right and the stubble use that term that's the similitude language goes on the left so that when you see that you'll notice that that's judgment day right versus left write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter 20 that's a comma in 19 the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks capital C period okay now get this this is plain English here the seven stars capital S are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches okay so that's chapter one that's our intro and again these things that are described here aren't just here they're in the Old Testament also and they are in Enoch and in chapter two we're gonna start with these statements very interesting statements 
to the seven churches of Asia. We will see you there in chapter two. Bye-bye. You're still...